Welcome back to the Charlotte Angel Connection, the Charlotte area podcast linking entrepreneurs, investors, and the broader Charlotte community. As you know, our goal here is to interview the individuals who are building, shaping, and influencing entrepreneurship in the Charlotte region so you can stay invested in Charlotte's growth. Today, we welcome back the founders of CredPow and Envora. Uh, as you remember from last week, they are class members of the QC FinTech Accelerator Program number eight. <clears throat> last week, we talked a lot about the individual companies, what were they were doing, what's the problems they were solving, um, kind of where they were coming from historically to get to where they are today. Nice, just easy conversation from their perspective um, kind of selling themselves for lack of a better term. So as you know, we typically do as we, we wanted to roll forward this week and just discuss a different aspect of it. So this week I wanted to focus more on what they were getting out of the accelerator program and expectate or kind of what they're getting out of Charlotte at the same time. So with that, we bounce around a, a lot of questions in that space. We, I, I really, first thing I wanted to know is how are people finding QC fintech? Um, what's like looking for it? Uh, it turns out they both found that found us the same way. Uh, what were they looking for out of an accelerator out of an accelerator program? What's been the most surprising thing about the program so far, positive or negative? I really wanted them to, to be honest, and and I know that's hard to do in a podcast like this, but. So what was the what was the positive thing that came out of it? What's the biggest thing that the program, the accelerator program, has done for them so far? Um, have they have they had to pivot their business completely? Has it caused them to focus further, or, or what else is it? I wanted to get a sense from them. I mean, this is an angel podcast. I wanted to get a sense from them if they were raising money, and if so, what that looked like um, while they're raising money. I mean, they're 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 young founders, so while they're raising money, how do they? How do they make ends meet, right? So what are they doing to stay afloat, so to speak? And then I wanted to talk exit, right? Every investor wants to know how that company's going to get out of it. So ultimately, we circle back around and talk about exit for a few minutes as well. So anyways, good conversation. We touched base on a couple of different things with both companies and uh, great discussion. And hope you enjoy this episode of the Charlotte Angel Connection. So SCFT and Fausto, thanks for sticking around for part two. Uh, I appreciate it. I, as I as I mentioned earlier, I enjoyed getting to know a little bit about the company and the problems that you're trying to solve. Um, they're both big problems in their own right, right? Um, big problem in Africa, um, and certainly a big problem in the small business market from an invoice perspective, right? Um, and you highlighted a few minutes ago that it's beneficial to have co-founders to help you in that process. Um, despite the fact that SC wants to um, maybe <laughs> maybe take them out from time to time, but that's okay. I understand. Um, I would imagine you're all sitting here today because another important aspect of starting a company is the benefits, support, and community that you can get out of an accelerator program like QC FinTech. Um, and we are sitting here in Charlotte, so um, let's talk about QC FinTech for a little while, and then maybe fundraising here on the back end. What um, How'd you find QC FinTech? Were you seeking it out? Did it fall into your lap? Um, did you look at a bunch of different ones? What was the process like? And um, I think we ended over here, Fausto, so we'll start over here with SCNFT. Did it fall in your lap? Airplane? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> just dropped it out of the sky and just landed there, or no, were you seeking it out? Um, yeah. Close, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, we're on F Success as a platform for setups. Is it a website that you go to? F Success? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so on the side, we're reaching out to quite a number of, um, of prospective um, programs. Okay. And um, um, someone reached out to us from Chris Fintech. Uh-huh. Hey, they could try it out, and then we signed up because it was, a very, it was what we needed exactly. Okay. That was well, a stronger. What was the, um, so we'll go, um, hold on, same thing, right? Yep. F-C- were yeah, you- F-Success, uh, try saying that five times fast. But uh, yeah, somebody had, we, we signed up for F-Success, which is a uh, platform to connect accelerators and programs with startups, right? Okay. And someone had recommended that we join QC FinTech. Okay. Uh, apply, and then we did our homework, and we liked what we saw. Okay. Excuse me. What were you looking for, um, you know, when you made the application to Q- come to QC FinTech? What were you looking for specifically out of an accelerator program that made QC FinTech attractive? Okay, um, for us, the key thing we were looking for was, um, was um, getting support in terms of what we're trying to build. Yeah. Um, so we're building a credit solution for an emerging market, and then... Um, the go-to place for us would be in an associate program that can offer us that strength of um, support in terms of mentors, you know, being able to connect to key institutions that can help us. And yeah, so it was just out of the part, it was the one for us. We saw the network that he had on Bank of America, Sigourney Financial. Even before then, we had been kind of following through with like, Sigourney Financial because we love their model very much. And then we also that we were part of the sponsors for this program. We were like, hey, this is where we have to go to. So yeah, so for us, the first and key thing was that network that it built. I was going to support the startup companies within the program, which we didn't get in any other program, I must say. And then, yeah, so I think that that was the case for us, choosing case of fintech. So are two of you here, the other two are back in Nigeria, Nigeria or yes. all four of you here? No, just no, two. So yeah, two in Nigeria. Okay. Will they come over at any point in time or no? No. So two different... They're taking care of the business back home. They're taking care of the business back home. Makes sense. Yeah. So, um... Same thing, I mean, what were you looking for? Why is QC FinTech the right program? So it was very interesting. So initially we were looking for any startup that would provide money because <laughs> we were running early, running low on our budget. But, uh, you know, when it was brought to us as opposed to us reaching out, we were like, all right, so what's the deal with this QC FinTech thing, right? So we did our homework. We looked at the extensive network uh, uh, page and we kind of started reaching out to prior cohorts uh-huh. and, you know, getting some good feedback and then just getting a good vibe from speaking to um, Mahati who had, you know, did the introductory interview with us. Yep. And it was like, all right, let's pull the trigger on this. It's, uh, yeah, we're definitely looking for a strong network that would help us get it off the ground and in terms of balancing what we didn't know about the payment space. So there are people who live, breathe, and eat it, right, versus myself or Manny, who's just been exposed to it, have a general idea of how the workings go around and decided to do something about it versus these people live it all the time. So that's the network we wanted to tap into, and we have been able to do that through UC FinTech. So. What's been the most surprising thing about the program so far? Positive or negative? Um, you didn't see snow here, so you can't say, <laughs> no. you can't say snow is a negative. Um, no. I can't think of surprising. 
there have been interesting things. Going to Charleston was one of them. Um, but for surprising, I'm not sure I can really pick out anything yet that's been surprising for Have me. Have anything kind of you weren't expecting, or has it kind of been what you expected? Um, I think it's been good so far. Yeah? And what we expect for six things, really. Yeah, so What's six, that? As in, it's been good so far, and anything good is what you want to expect. Yes. So, yeah, so, but in terms of negative sides, there's been nothing negative so far. So, um, any mentor that's fallen out of the sky that's <laughs> been, you know, um, and you don't have to say names, but has the mentorship been... Um, been what you're looking for when you made the application I would imagine six months ago now right if not yeah yeah, um, yeah I, I think um, in terms of mentorships um, we, we got good mentors yeah I'll say and I'll, I'll commend them very much um, although we, were, we tried getting some other ones but we couldn't get them yeah um, which is because they're quite busy and we can't blame them for yeah for being busy yeah. so but then if we had gotten them especially some key areas that we had um, challenges with it would have been awesome for us so yeah, so if um, an option would be maybe getting an alternative mentor who can fit into that role, yeah, so you can get that. So that's just still the fair enough. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So we weren't expecting Superman or Wonder Woman or anything like that. Um, but the mentorship pairing has really been good. Um, I'd say each mentor, even the ones you'd surprisingly think, oh, um, it's not. Based majorly in technical, they didn't have technical background, but just talking to them and hearing their opinion, um, they do have a, a background expertise in their field, and just hearing their opinion, like one mentor, so for instance, I met with, had a background in um, cultural relationships and all of that, and just listening to him and hearing his background and telling me on how I could present my pitch and how we could do one or two things better. Just listening to different people like, and different opinions like that have really helped us and um, yep, shaped us to make a better presentation and better pitch and help people understand better what we're bringing to the market. So the mentorship program pairing so far has been really great. Fasto, um, same thing. Anything surprise? Um, or did you kind of know what you were walking into? It's, I mean, I, um, I love Dan and um, Sarah and the whole rest of the program, but so, you know, um, sometimes you know things don't quite break the way you want them to. So positive, negative surprises. Well, the surprising thing overall, and not just for QC FinTech, but in Charlotte in general, is how nice the people are. Yeah. And how welcoming they are, and how open and you know, <laughs> open to a conversation and really willing to help. Uh, like I had mentioned earlier, I'm a New Yorker, so we're used to sharp elbows. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that, that's really a huge benefit, actually more than anticipated, was the uh, mentor network within QC FinTech and the amount of access and the amount of knowledge that we, the amount of access to the knowledge that we have. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. So one of the guys that actually sits on our advisory board is from Avid Exchange. Yeah. So we kind of just pick his brain on, all right, how did you guys do it? <laughs> and it was just, yeah, here. Here are the questions that usually come up. This is what you got to think about. This is how you got to execute. This like just everything. Yeah. It's just like oh, okay, cool. Didn't yeah. think about that. Need to think about that. Need to revise that. So it's just the wealth of knowledge is incredible. Um, so I sit on uh, as a mentor for one of the companies um, in the platform, and I've been the advisor person before, where it's kind of the short. It, it, I spend an hour or two with them every. Um, every class and that's about it 
being a mentor is a little bit more intense, right? It's in every other week meetings and one-on-ones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it's still hard for me because I give the uh, I give the feedback and, and then I go about my usual day and it pops back up again in a week or something like that. So um, what's... Um, what's the mentorship, what's the other side of that, right? So you're getting feedback, you've got, what, four to six mentors, I would imagine, um, and you get feedback from four to six people, and and then what do y'all do with that information in the black hole? How do you, um, you know, before it comes back out in the next board meeting? Um, how are you processing it, taking it, using it to build, shape your product? Especially for y'all, Cred Pal, because mm-hmm. um, there's cultural differences, right? Um, here um, with Envoro, y'all, um, there's no cultural differences. You've got a little bit of help from Habit Exchange, even in the, um, the market itself. Um, but for y'all, y'all have got cultural, I might think one thing, but that's not acceptable in Nigeria or something like that, right? So how do you take the feedback and whatnot that you're given as you build out the company? Okay, so I think um, the first thing is um, we usually do a brainstorming after every mentor session to kind of see what's what's going to stick and what's going to stick with us. And but but in but what we see is this: it's a it's a credit market, and I think it's fairly universal. Like giving out loans is what everyone does. Yeah. You get default rates is what everyone fears in the credit space. So um, we believe that um, there are lots of parallel there there are lots of um, similarities within the markets, especially in the finance space and. Um, so most of their um, most of their advice, most of their, uh, their help is actually very valid for us, but it's only mostly a case of is it, is it a good time for us to implement it or should we wait till later? Okay, that because some sometimes um, for a lot of things our market is not yet ready for it. Get, and, I, and, I, and I'll give them some instances. Um, like you mentioned earlier about the, the kind of credit checks and all of that. Like for now we're building out um, our technology to support and handle most of the credit scoring, which we've been doing a very fantastic job at. Yeah, um, and so plugging into like existing um, systems may not be the best thing for us right now because it may even slow down our entire system in some cases. So yeah, so we take we take everything, we kind of give them to into a timeline. A lot of it is going to be beneficial to us in the long run, but for the short term, maybe not all of it. So yeah, so we're doing all that filtering within it ourselves. And I I just want to add, I just really want to appreciate the mentors and advisors because they have all really been amazing. Um, one particular mentor, I met with him on a Tuesday, and he asked, oh, when is your advisory board? I'm like, Wednesday. And he volunteered to be part of the advisory board. And every mentor like that has just been very approachable and willing to help in whatever way they can. So having that access, um, even just to go back and forth, we take what they give us. And then even if we have to come back to them, they're always, oh, okay, this is how you can do it. Oh, the advice that was given, oh, okay, I see you've implemented it, but this is another way you can tweak it. So I appreciate that back and forth and um, ease of accessibility to the mentors. That, has, that really helps us in processing what we take back. Fair enough. That makes sense. So, um, so uh, access and willingness to work has been helpful yes very so, helpful um same thing i mean black hole what do you do with it how do you process it um from a from an advisor mentor relationship right 
it's uh, very interesting because every time uh, Manny and I meet with a mentor or advisor, it's kind of at the end of whatever, however long conversation it's going to be five minutes or five hours, our heads are always spinning out of just the amount of information that gets dumped on us. So we usually just take a quick break, like a walk around, clear our heads, come back and then just strategize and try to implement it as quickly as possible. So the turnaround from you know, getting his brain dumped, actually execution in whatever area we need, whether it's uh, pitch pitch deck help or actual demonstrations or, you know, turn around sales and whatnot, we try to implement that as quickly as possible so we can actually see the effects of it and we can actually strategize going forward on that end. Okay. So that's how we kind of deal with that. Uh, we try not to have as much time as a gap, as much as a gap between, you know, getting the knowledge and actually implementing that knowledge. What has the program done so far? We'll start Fausto and then we'll switch over to, um, to CredPal. Um, has it, has it, has it caused you to pivot your concept? Has it caused you to focus on what you're doing? Um, what's been the, and you're six weeks into it, right? So you've mm-hmm. still got six weeks to go. Um, and people will come out and see the pitch in, um, in June, June 13th, I think. Is that right? Yes. June 13th. Um, so what's it, what has it done for you so far? I think for me personally, I love the fact that one, we're, we're pretty much being reaffirmed in the problem that we're solving. Okay. So we haven't really pivoted much. And two, it's just getting the amount of exposure and even going on road shows when we went to Raleigh, when we went to Charleston last week, and even next week we're going to Atlanta, just getting exposure to those different uh, uh, areas and networking there and actually doing dem- pitches and demos and all that stuff just getting used to that and getting building that up because it's what's needed and it takes for me it takes me out of my comfort zone a little mm-hmm. bit uh, but yeah just kind of just you, it needs to happen this is what needs to happen in terms of getting the startup up and running and bringing it from startup to growth to maturity okay so same question what's been um, what's been the what have you taken from the program in six weeks? Is it have you completely pivoted your concept and you're gonna um, you're gonna borrow money rather rather than lending it, or what? Um, or is it focus things out, or what's been the big takeaway so far? Um, personally, you can talk about Redbull. So personally, I had to come a few weeks before he arrived. So for me, um, he did most of the pitching um, everywhere else. So um, coming here earlier, I got to do pitching and all of that. So that took me really out of my comfort zone, more like plucked me out of my yeah. comfort zone. Um, yeah, having to talk to people, crowd, a crowd, judges people, and pitch and make them, not just talk to them, make them understand what we're actually, the service or product we're actually providing. And yep, that has really been helpful. And um, just learning and yeah, getting to hear different experiences. We've had um, founder story. We're gonna have a couple more. Um, just listening to how people started out theirs, um, what they applied, what they didn't. That has also um, been helpful. Yeah, so, makes sense. Okay, so regarding the company, um, we haven't had to pilot so much. The only thing is, um, our objectives remain the same: providing financing for customers who yeah. buy items. Um, but then implementing it has been the thing that we've been trying to tweak. Uh-huh. And I'll give an example of one, for instance, because um, previously we relied heavily on financiers, um, and that kind of um, made the financing a bit um, slower for us. Our technology ensures that the customer is called, 
all the, all the writing is like all the um, information, get information, present information is done by us. But then the real actual cash was gotten from a financier. So, um, but then because of this program, we've come up with um, a newer model that is still similar to the former one that we're working on, but then it's going to allow us to get funding in minutes this time around, which is what um, we want exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like still same objectives, but going about it is now kind of changing and it's getting optimized, getting better. And then we've been proposing this to our financial partners back in Africa, and they are even more eager to jump on the new model than the previous model, which is better for us and also better for them too. Okay. Yeah, so all of that is what we've been trying to get it, and we've been getting lots of um, input in that regard. So yeah, so it's the same thing we've been trying to do, but now getting it done in a better, in a faster way, a more efficient way. So the programs helped you fine tune the the back end financing aspect of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, very very fantastic. Okay, which is helpful because if you can finance more, then you can make more. Exactly. Yeah. So um, speaking of making money. Um, the lifeblood of every family, company, anything else in this world is, is currency um, and currency in terms of capital. Um, are, you currently, uh, are you currently raising money? Or are you sufficiently capitalized? What's the capital process like? Um, we'll start here again. Um, give them a break. Uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's tough, right? Uh, so we're currently raising our seed round. Okay. Terms of that, mm -hmm. you raise in two hundred thousand, oh, five um, million, seven fifty convertible note. Okay. Now the the difficulty in that is talking to investors who invest in early stage, quote unquote, and then they turn around and say you're too early, even though you have traction, you have a beta, you have customers, you have revenue, yeah. you have all that stuff, but you're too early, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit frustrating because it's kind of the same thing. I would much. I much more appreciate the truth versus, all right, cool. So we don't agree with this part or what you do with this part as opposed to, oh, you're just too early. Right? Yeah. Because that's, it's better that you tell me the truth and your honest opinion so I can prepare for the next one. Yeah. Or even down the line to establish that kind of relationship. All right, cool. Like you pivoted in a sense. What do you think, right? I'd much rather have that than just you're too early. The, um, keep me posted, right? Keep me that. That's um, a good one. Yeah. But right now, um, yeah, we're looking to raise around so we can use the funds to actually build out a, a dev team okay. and a sales team and, you know, keep us fed on ramen and dollar pizzas. So, yeah. Fair enough. I get it. <laughs> um, so, same thing. So, um, are you a U.S. corporation or did you have to establish a U.S. entity? I mean, how do you raise money as a Nigerian company in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, currently, um, we're in of being a U.S. corporation. Okay. And the idea for us is um, we're building the U.S. corporation. It's going to be like the current company of the one in Nigeria. So the Nigerian company will be a holding so company of the U.S. corporation, exactly. which would allow you to raise money here. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're trying to do. And then that can easily allow us to go to other countries too. We have to raise money from, from the U.S. Okay. To scale across um, other countries too. Yeah, so that's the current structure. So that's got to be easy, right? Create a U.S. company with the Nigeria with, with the Nigeria subholding company, right? Subsidiary, yeah. yeah. Super simple, I would imagine. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's what we're, uh, we're doing now, and then uh, we're also trying to raise. We're raising countries in the seed round. Okay. At the moment, um, which is about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So the thing is, um, we've had to fine tune the figure we're raising, which is okay. part of. Um, the benefits of the mentor session. We've initially started out at um, 250. We had to um, up it a bit, but one mentor said to us, um, 
what he thinks, which is what we're still um, looking at and fine-tuning is a good figure would be 225 when he looked at the business model and the market and the um, portion was seven at the moment. So what we're looking at right now is 225,000, 100,000 for the business operations and all of that, and 125,000 for um, debt financing. For lending capital, for lending capital, you're looking for 125 for lending for capital. Yes, yes, yes. For, yes. for business for operations. Business. Yeah. yeah, and we're currently we're currently generating revenue at the moment, so uh, so we don't want to like waste too much of money. So because we're currently generating revenue and our, and our product is kind of stable too in the yeah. market, so yeah, so we're trying to get just raise the exact amount we'll need to run the business and scale it. What do you do? Uh, hold on. Um, so we still got a little bit more time to go, um, and I, we might lose Essie here. She had a twelve o'clock, and I let him go too long on the first one because I was excited. Um, <laughs> so we'll stay with we'll stay here first, and then we'll jump over to Fausto so you can answer. Okay. Um, what do you do in the interim while you're raising money? Right? How do you? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think they take care of you here at QC FinTech as mm -hmm. far as place to place to stay, travel expenses, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you stay afloat? as your startup raises money? Um, I know the story a little bit, but um, did you save before? Do you have a side hustle? Do you have, um, sell pizza or you know, <laughs> whatever it ends up being? So how do you, how do you stay afloat while you raise money um, or until you raise the, the capital you need for the, you know, for the next six, 12 months? Okay, yeah. so you save a bit of money. Uh -huh. That's one side. Um, the other side is uh, I'm also, uh, I'm, uh, before I started CredPop, founded a technology company, okay. a software development company, which is still running at the moment. Although I'm not actively working for that company anymore, but um, I've still got some funds from the company. So you're still getting some compensation yeah, coming exactly. off of that? Like bonuses and all of that. So that to an extent has been um, personally supporting me as yeah. a person. And then, yeah, so I saved up some money too, which was like a, like a, like a seed fund, like a bootstrap fund that we had. Yeah. Which and uh, like I mentioned, so we're currently doing revenue which means that every month we're making some money every month. So fine, we haven't gotten that growth we want, which is why we're trying to raise a seed fund at yeah. the moment. But then in terms of sustaining the business, we have some money to sustain the business at the moment. So you are able to take a little bit of income off the yeah. business now? Yeah, exactly, yes. Okay, yeah. that's helpful, yeah. absolutely. So, um, well, Essie, I know it's 12 o'clock and you said you had yeah. another meeting at 12. Yes, yeah, a mental uh, meeting, actually. Uh, oh, you don't need mentors. <laughs> you just establish a worthless. Um, so, FT, you going to be able to stick around with us for a few few more minutes while we wrap up? Or do you need to take I'll off to... I'll join her. Uh, you're joining her now? Uh, he can join me later. Oh, you can join me in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, we'll hold you for two or three more minutes. But, Essie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank I really you, appreciate William. It. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, Fausto, same thing. How do you... Uh, you haven't raised... Um, you haven't raised $750,000 yet? Um, no, no, uh, I don't. I don't know what the big holdup is actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what do you do? What do you do to survive? Credit cards. Okay. Fun little credit. Card. I'm glad my interest rate is low. But uh, we also did a friends and family round last summer. Okay. Uh, so we're just living off of that as much as we can, and uh, QC FinTech has helped with their uh, their part of the yes. funding portion. So okay. that's helped as well. So that carries you. What's your what's your time what's your timeline on running the? Um, you know, you need uh, obviously you would take capital yesterday, mm -hmm. um, 
but with everything else, you carry through for six months. You have a side hustle as well, or no? No, this is this is this is a first hustle, the main hustle, side hustle, third, fourth, and fifth hustle. This is all it. Yeah. <laughs> so all the chips so, are on the table. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, what is um? So every time you talk to an investor, the very you know one of the very first things that they want to know um, is what does the exit look like, mm-hmm. right? Everybody wants to know how they're going to get paid on the back end. Um, if they make an investment, um, so what do what do the exits look like? Um, you know, who do you sell to, or um, or do you not sell? What is what does an exit strategy look like? And we'll uh, we'll continue here. FT. What is an exit? I'm curious what an exit looks like in Nigeria, right? Yeah. I guess you're a U.S. corporation, so it makes it a little bit different. But still, what is what is your thought process on an exit strategy? Okay, so so from similar in companies like us in the past, for instance, I'll give an example. One is Bill Milita. So Bill Milita started off like what we're doing, yeah. and it's currently owned by PayPal, yeah. and it's been transferred to Synchrony at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So which means that uh, for similar companies, there's once you hit a certain milestone, they are attractive to lots of PayPal and larger and financial companies. So for us, it's building our products. So, Get to that level of attractiveness for such companies. That's one. The second thing is um, the banks too, like Synchrony, um, who, is, who has a bank too, the banks are also interested in getting um, our loan books. They get, if I, we, have, we currently have a, a, a financier who wants to periodically buy our loan books, some version of our loan books at every point in time. So we believe that um, with, with that kind of interest from this stage, the more we grow, and when we reach that critical milestone, such organizations might want to just buy our business entirely. Yeah, because so that's all, and or we go public, which is also an option too. Yeah. Always an option. Yeah, that was an option. So, but, but for now, we believe that um, there are lots of large strategic organizations who are willing to buy a business like ours. That has the bat- the bank the um the debt balance sheet that you end up having. The makeup will be attractive enough for somebody to take. Yes, exactly. So. Um, that makes sense. Um, exit strategy. Yeah, so we did a little bit of homework in this space, and it would have to come somewhere in the business services slash payment space. And the way we thought about it is we looked at someone like Stripe, who does business services for small businesses, for the internet businesses, right? They acquired uh, Payables last year or two years ago. I'm not exactly sure on the timing, but they acquired it as part of an expansion of their offerings to these businesses that they deal with. So something like that could work with, like up to Wallet if they want to uh, like spread out their uh, their offerings as well. Or we could just complement a pre-existing kind of like offering. So into it with their QuickBooks offering as well, or Zero, or you know even Avid Exchange. I'd say Avid Exchange. Yeah, 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 there's yeah, a, there's yeah. a company up the road, right? Yeah. Or even Avid Exchange because we target different markets, right? Yeah. Or you know we can go IPO or bust. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. What um, I mean, you've got a concept, right? You're 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 executing on it. At what point? At what point did you start thinking about the exit? Um, did you start thinking about who you could sell to immediately, or was it only once you started realizing that you needed to raise money and that you know investors were going to ask that question? that you actually had to formulate your own opinion as to who might buy this. Uh, so we'll switch up. We'll go Fausto, then we'll wrap up over here with FT, and yeah. we'll probably call it a show. It was definitely, so 
Manny and I are both passionate about solving this problem. So yeah. the whole exit strategy never came up up until we had the investor talks and just the advisory board. And it was part of our due diligence package. Like, what is your exit strategy? And we're just like, oh, that's a thing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we, it, it's fairly recent how we thought about that. Okay. And, you know, as we do with everything, we do our homework and make sure it's the right you know, answer, mm-hmm. like the right answer for us. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, to be honest, we care more about solving the problem and adding value more than anything else. Period. That's it. There's no point in doing this unless we're actually solving a problem. That's right. If you're not passionate about it, it won't happen. Exactly. So what point in time, FT, did you start thinking about the exit strategy? Well, um, I'll say it's, um, the moment we decided we we're going to get investments, that was the point we started thinking about it because we have to ask ourselves, if an investor is going to invest in your business, then how does he get his money out? Yeah. Okay, so that was the point when we started thinking about it. And um, yeah, and at that point, we kind of looked into the markets to kind of see similar businesses and how they exit. Because you also want you also don't want to go to an investor with the wrong exit um, plan. Okay, it shows that you didn't do your own book very well too. So yeah, so so yeah, at the point of time that we needed, we, we showed we needed investments, that was when we started thinking of an exit. And um, we saw several companies, like I mentioned earlier, like of PayPal, who currently is in Africa, is also in Nigeria, but they don't offer their credit system in Nigeria at the moment, and that's because of the unique um, terrain that emerging markets have specifically. And we believe that if we can build our product to solve that emerging market problem, which we're currently doing, then they'd rather just buy us and use us for the operations within those markets than trying to bring in something that works from outside into the country. So yeah, so we've, we've, we've seen that from the beginning and working towards that. But then, like I said, too, the, 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 the core goal for us is if um, if like personally, we want to keep running this company forever. Yeah. Get, but then we have to look at the reality of doing business in the business environment. So that's why we need to get an exit plan. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate um, I appreciate both of both of you setting aside some time. Um, I know Dan and Sarah and the rest of the QC FinTech has you on a tight schedule. Um, so setting aside an hour and a half with me, it was great to learn about the business. Um, great to learn a little bit more about perception of the program and everything else so um, thanks for coming to Charlotte thanks Uh, thanks for being part of the program Um, and good luck these next six weeks I'm excited to see your final pitches um, on June 13th thank you very much for having us thank you very much too awesome so I enjoyed those episodes where we get a chance to sit down and talk with the class members from from the QC FinTech Accelerator program haven't done this now. This is the third class. You know, each class has has improved upon itself. It's not saying that the last spring's class wasn't good. It's just <clears throat> the quality, the depth, the um, the what the entrepreneurs are taking under consideration as they continue to plow forward uh, seems to be getting better and better. So I think that speaks to what Dan and his team are building. I think it also speaks to the city getting more and more behind the concept and offering better and better mentorship and being a little bit more committed to it um, every single week. So great discussion. Again, I hope you'll come down on June 13th to listen to them. Um, It's a great event. You can sign up off of the qcfintech.co website. Um, So please do. Again, that's June 13th on the www.qcfintech.co website. Next week, stick around. We've got Keith Ludeman. Um, many of y'all likely know the name. Keith started Good Mortgage back in 1998 and sold it in 2016. So after sticking around for two years, as was necessary from the sale, 
Um, he's now gotten very active in the Charlotte startup space here since March of 2018. So next week, we're going to talk to Keith a lot about his journey with Good Mortgage, how it got started, what were some of the hurdles, what were some of the fun things and stuff that, that he went through as, as that got up and off the ground and uh, ran through the, the classic 2008 financial meltdown and other things. And part two, we'll stick around the week following and we'll discuss with Keith some of the aspects of the startup scene that he has witnessed over the course of the last couple months and um, kind of his expectations for Charlotte going forward. So again, a nice podcast, nice series with um, with Keith and certainly look forward to bringing it to you and hope you stick around next week for another edition of the Charlotte Angel Connection. William Bissett is an investment advisor representative with Seacrest Blakey and Associates, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Seacrest Blakey and Associates. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Seacrest Blakey and Associates does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Investments described herein may be speculative and may involve a substantial risk of loss. Interests may be offered only to persons who qualify as accredited investors under the Securities Act and a qualified purchaser as defined in Section 2A, Paragraph 51, Line A, under the Company Act or an eligible employee of the management company. There generally is no public market for the interests. Prospective investors should particularly note that many factors affect performance, including changes in market conditions and interest rates, and other economic, political, or financial developments. Past performance is not and should not be construed as indicative of future results.